We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're going to talk a little sports media right now, some Notre Dame, NBC TV, and all that kind of good stuff with Andrew Marchand from the New York Post, the sports media columnist there, and also the co-host of the excellent Marchand and Oran Sports Media Podcast. Appreciate you doing this, first of all, today, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sean. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I wanted to ask you this because I, you know, I've listened to your podcast since you guys started, you and John Oran, and I've heard you mention plenty of times, you used to be on the New York Yankees beat before you you kind of made this segue into sports media and and i'm curious how you you know how you make that move from one of the really the biggest beats in probably all of sports and now you're covering sports media so yeah it first goes back to when i first joined the new york post which was in late 1997 uh i was about you know 22 23 at that point and I did cover some, I covered sports media. I was like an entry level position from there. I got the Met job. I was covering the Mets for a couple of years after that, went back to covering sports media. And then I was hired by ESPN uh, to cover all New York sports, uh, really focusing on the radio station in New York. And then that moved into covering the Yankees. So I did that uh, with uh, another, one of the greats, uh, New York, uh, Wally Matthews, the two of us covered the Yankees for a long time there for about six years, I should say. And then I really wanted to kind of move off of baseball. I mean, baseball is great. I, I love baseball, but it never ends. Um, <laughs> you know, the games never end. The season never ends. The offseason right. never ends. Uh, you're away a lot. And my my passion is really, I don't, for whatever reason, I love sports. I love media. So doing both is really where my biggest passion is and so i was lucky enough that uh chris shaw at the new york post mark hale uh our two top sports editors uh they hired me and here we are so uh, yeah i just figured maybe you grew up wanting to be the next rudy martsky or, or you know something. <laughs> i read rudy <laughs> bill mushnick uh raceman you know all these guys um but uh yeah look i i don't know if that, i had a goal to get into sports media I don't really know if it was exactly to cover sports media, but I always love those columns. I mean, I definitely would yeah. people who would get that USA Today every Monday morning or Wednesday and Friday and, and want to read Rudy. It was unique back then. The uh, I guess the uh, the niche has kind of grown a little bit since then. Before we get specifically into the NBC Notre Dame booth and some of that kind of stuff, as someone, again, who covers this for a living, and you talk about a lot of different 
broadcast booths and, and you know, kind of the minutiae of, uh, of the trade quite a bit. Who do you think is the best college football play-by-play announcer and analyst right now? It's a good question. I don't want to give you a full answer, but just off the top of my head, like I, I have, I want to just think, I'd have to think about everybody, make sure I'm not forgetting anybody, but I would sure. say I might go with Jason Benetti, uh, who uh, just went to Fox with talks with NBC. Right. Um, and then that didn't happen. He ended up at Fox from ESPN. He might be my answer. Again, I'd have to look at it. Sean McDonough is excellent. Susan like is excellent. Um, you know, some people love Gus Johnson. Uh, for me, it's not my – I mean, I think he's okay, but it's not my favorite. Um, and Chris Fowler, I've been on record. I don't think he's a great play-by-play. So, <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are the, he took the- a different path. You know, most of those other guys that you mentioned took a specific play-by-play path to get there. Obviously, he did a lot of studio stuff before he exactly. got there. And, and you know, the, I think any of those guys, especially the ones at the top, like Fowler and Herb Street, which is essentially, I guess, the number one booth in college football, very polarizing because just like with, you know, you hear it more with Joe Buck, but yep. being someone who's, you know, like me, who's connected to a college football audience, we hear about Fowler and Herb Street hate our team all the time. So, yeah, I don't really get into that because I don't, I, I don't either. I get it that people feel that way. And that's, a I it's most times a misnomer, right? I get it. Your team's losing and a play-by-play or color analyst is getting very excited about the other team's success. And I can right. see from a fan's point of view, it's be like, oh, they love these guys. But I don't really see that. I mean, maybe there's sometimes, but I think most broadcasters, most writers just really want a good game to call or write about. That's really what they're rooting for. And so, you know, if you're, you're Joe Buck and, uh, and the Yankees are winning, then, you know, some people say you love the Yankees. And even when you're doing it, even when you're the team's doing well, then people say, well, you're not excited enough uh, for that team doing well. So uh, you can't really win with a national audience when you're doing, uh, a, you know, a national broadcast in terms of the local, you know, p- pleasing everybody. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The NBC booth is a little different just because it's geared specific. You know, it's a Notre Dame home game every time they have a broadcast. Jack Collinsworth, Jason Garrett, two really inexperienced guys just finished their first season together. And really, they're for either one of them, first season calling football. So I'm curious what you thought of that booth specifically. Yeah, it's been okay. I was a little surprised. Like, I'd heard, you know, basically the whole offseason that it was going to be Jack Collinsworth. Uh, he's replacing Mike Chirico, who's now doing Sunday night football. And there's a line uh, for uh, a Super Bowl in a couple of years. And that's, you know, that's the top of the profession. You know, that's the pinnacle right. for sportscasters. So, you know, Jack Collinsworth is inexperienced. He's 27, Notre Dame grad. Uh, you know, his father, of course, is on NBC's Sunday night crew as the analyst. Uh, and so to me, uh, it's gotten a little bit better as he's gone on, but to me, Notre Dame on NBC is not a job that you're learning on. You know, it's it's not a, it, maybe it's not the top job in college football in terms of doing six seven games a year, but it's Notre Dame. There's a reason they get so much money and they can be an independent, as and you guys know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you guys, I don't have to explain to you about what who Notre Dame is uh, to this audience that you have, but uh, so that was surprising. No, Jason Garrett. You know, again, they they generally haven't had people as the analysts uh, with Notre Dame connections. Uh, you know, Mike Golick and Golick Jr. They're dying to do Notre Dame, uh, <laughs> and they 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 for whatever reason do not choose those guys. You know, I think Jason Garrett's been okay. I think he he sees the game well, um, and as an ex coach, ex NFL quarterback, uh, and so I think it's been okay. I think. When you look at his performance, if he was with a more experienced um, play-by-player, and not right. all play-by-players, even experienced ones, are good at this, but they can bring you to the right places where you need to go. Exactly. And that's really important. And that's for Jason Garrett, uh, having a, a, someone who's sort of still learning a little bit in, in Jack Collinsworth uh, probably is not the the best partner. Yeah, and that's I, I felt like that all along, that they're like, especially when you go from a Mike Tirico to Rico to – essentially an entry-level play-by-play guy. There's a huge drop-off just in the play-by-play level. You're always going to have some inexperience, I think, with the analysts because there's all these, you know, last year it was Drew Brees coming straight off the field and into the booth, and now Jason Garrett. I will say, as a lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan who obviously has some, you know, whatever connection with Jason Garrett along those lines, I was actually a little, from a from a pure X and O standpoint, I was a little bit more impressed with him than I thought I might be when the season started. Yeah, I think, again, you see this with Notre Dame. I, I think most coaches that are intelligent can really see the game, right? If you didn't like him as the Cowboys coach, he didn't win enough. He was there a long time. And they really didn't uh, advance far ever in the postseason. I can understand not liking him. But the idea that 
he doesn't like know the game or doesn't really see oh, he knows well. the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so you're getting that with the broadcast and his um getting in and getting out, he's been pretty good about that's something you have to learn. It's hard. He's, like doing games is probably the hardest thing to do, right? Studio, it's very controlled. You get to discuss it beforehand. You know when they're going to come to you. You know what they're going to ask you. You kind of know what you're going to say. Uh, doing games is harder. It's, it's a lot. You know, the best play-by-players are going off the cuff. And, you know, they obviously have uh, sayings and things that they turn to. But you, you got to be in the moment. And that takes repetition. That's the biggest thing. We, you know, we talked at the beginning about Fowler. Now, he's gotten better over the years. I and mean, when he first started – He's probably lucky I was still covering the Yankees. <laughs> when he first started, he was not, you know, as, as you know, replacing Brent Musburger and getting the number one gig, he wasn't there. Like he's gotten a little better, but that comes from repetition. And like anything, you know, I've written a million stories. So like, there's not really much that's going to come up that I haven't done before. Sure. And that, especially in the big moments and you're doing bigger games that helps you because it's like, you know, I just got to do the same thing I've done the other thousand times just do it again when you're new uh and you're doing it on such a big stage it's hard when something you know a you know there's a weird call or it's it's unclear what happened that's that's a learning process that generally speaking you don't want to do on nbc on national tv yeah so you mentioned the golics and you know nbc's had this contract now for basically three decades and They've got the exclusivity to to Notre Dame home football games. They're the bulk of their audience. We all assume is you know Notre Dame fans, but they have made the decision. They have never had a Notre Dame alum. Collinsworth is the only one, and he's a play by play guy. Yep. But they've never had an analyst in the booth with Notre Dame connections, whether it's a, a former player or a former coach. So I'm wondering, is someone like you, who covers this on a macro level and obviously has you know, no, no dog in, in the game here. Like what you think about which direction they should be going with us with such a unique booth like this, that is a Notre Dame home football game every weekend. So I believe in going with the best or good, right? So if you evaluate Mike Golick as an analyst, that he's good, then I think it's fine that if he has a Notre Dame, um, you know, he went to Notre Dame and obviously there's a love for Notre Dame with the idea that as critical as you can be on a college broadcast that you where you have a contract with an institution. So there's going to be whatever anybody wants to say. It's you're not going to be like crushing Notre Dame, most likely. And you don't need to do that necessarily, but you just need to be able to see the game and call it as if uh, um, you didn't go to Notre Dame. So I. Uh, so in my opinion, I think it'd be fine to hire someone for Notre Dame. Now, you don't want a raw, raw broadcast. It is NBC. I get it. They have sure. to deal with Notre Dame. But, you know, they play USC, you know, some years. You know, that game's and, – and whoever they're playing, you have to respect – you have to do a total broadcast, right? Who'd they lose to at the right. beginning? Toledo? Is that the game they lost? Uh, No, Marshall. They played Marshall. Toledo last Marshall. year. Marshall was the one. Yeah, Marshall. Marshall. So Marshall – you know, that game, it, like that was Jack Collinsworth's uh, initial broadcast. Right, that game, right. they did not tell the story of Marshall well enough. You know, that's, I get it. It's disappointing. And there's a huge Notre Dame angle. But you need to tell me Marshall's story on a national broadcast when they're having this significant upset. And they didn't do enough of that. And that's, again, 
I can't put that on Garrett. I got to put that more on Collinsworth because he's the one who needs to lead the way and understand what, how you're going to do this um, broadcast. And so, you know, so, so, but I, but I, so just overall to answer your question, I don't, I don't think it's, you have to uh, not have a Notre Dame person. I, I think you, you could have an analyst who's from Notre Dame. They just have to be really good. Yeah, That's it. Just I, be really good. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, Brady Quinn is the guy who Notre Dame fans have been wanting for years. I, I'm completely with you. I think the Golics would be great. It's a guy with the net, you know, but like Brady Quinn has, he's got a, a contract right now with yeah. Fox, you know, and it, again, like anytime this comes up, the first thing people say, Brady Quinn, we want Brady Quinn. These kind, you know, we, we just saw some, some, you know, some moving around, some trading of, of properties to, to get like Buck and Aikman to go over to ESPN from Fox, how difficult is it for someone like Brady Quinn, you know, theoretically to get out of a contract like that if if NBC made it worth his while? Well, I think the making it worth his while thing is the problem because yeah. when you look at his gig, I don't know exactly what he makes, but it's, you know, 12 to 15 weeks when you probably get through it all in terms of a uh, big noon kickoff. Uh, then he does a couple NFL games here and there. Uh, he's on some of their shows during the week, right? Notre Dame, six, seven games a year. And so I just don't think that's probably going to work out just because they're on the same day. It's not like you could say, all right, we'll share them. I mean, the games are Saturdays, you know, prominently. And so, uh, yeah, so I don't think that works, you know, in theory it does, but I don't think in practice, I think the issue is, you know, Fox, his gig with Fox is too much better and more lucrative, I would presume, than what Notre Dame would likely pay him or NBC would likely pay him to do Notre Dame. I know you're on a little bit of a time crunch, so I'll kind of go. We've got a segment. I got a couple minutes. You got a little bit of time? Okay. I I was going to say, I could go rapid fire with some of this, you know, other stuff. But but one of the things, you know, like, again, like back to NBC has been simulcasting these games on Peacock. One of the things I said last summer is why not do something a little bit different if you're going to put a sort of a neutral party or, you know, whoever in the main booth, why don't you put the Golics on Peacock and let them do a Manning cast kind of thing? Yeah, that's a pretty that? good idea. I mean, I think probably when they look at the finances of what that would bring in, <laughs> yeah. they probably say, yeah, it's not really worth it. You know, Monday night football is a unique situation. I mean, if you look at some of the other alternate broadcasts, they really, you know, are they worth it when you're bringing in a hundred thousand, 150,000 people, which you have to you you don't even know would they just be watching the main telecast if they weren't watching the altcast the mannings you get into the 1.5 to 2 million range um and it's monday night football and nfl is the most important property for all these networks including espn so it makes more sense there but it's not a bad idea and i think that's where we're going right because uh as streaming becomes more prevalent the idea of having multiple ways to present these games is important. I think the leagues and universities and teams are all going to look for that because especially the younger demographic, they don't watch the same way as you and I did growing up. And so, you know, how do you reach them? So you have that same audience and they're not just watching highlights or waiting to see what, you know, it's on Snapchat. If there's a, you know, big run or Twitter or whichever social media they like. Uh, And so, I, I do think there will be alt casts. I'd say for this situation, my presumption would be it's just not um, uh, it's not uh, it's just not financially feasible or, or prudent for them to do it. But, but perhaps in the future they'll change their mind on that. 
Now, Notre Dame, along with the Pac-12, are two of the the bigger dominoes to fall in terms of contracts that are that are you know the Pac-12. I know, again, listening to you guys, that still kind of goes back and forth. It seems like maybe they're close and then they're not. But Notre Dame is still a couple years away from having to do something. But I'm I'm curious, are there? Do you think that like one this NBC contract with uh, with the Big Ten, the fact that they're going to get this primetime game? what impact that has potentially on Notre Dame going forward, as well as are there other potential bidders besides NBC out there for Notre Dame going forward? Well, Notre Dame could probably get more money. I mean, I, I think they've been loyal to NBC, uh, you know, and then they get paid well from what I understand. I I've heard numbers, but I'm not sure exactly what the number is. Um, but uh, yeah, they're in a good position. I mean, because the way these networks look at the teams, like when they talk about expansion, you talk about the Big 12 or the Big 10 or the Pac-12, and they look at the schools individually, like how much are they worth? And Notre Dame's worth the most. You know, they're the most important um, individual school. That's why in the agreements uh, with uh, CBS and NBC uh, and Fox, I mean, Fox has some ownership in the Big 12, uh, I mean, excuse me, Big 10 network. So it's a little bit more complicated with them. Notre Dame has a number put on it. My colleague, John Oren reported that. And uh, that um, is because they're Notre Dame, right? The other ones, it's like, well, if you bring in this team, we'll open up negotiations and and try to be fair about it. And the networks are likely going to say, all right, we open them up and we're not giving you any more money. You want to bring (laughs) another team? Divvy up the billions that you're getting already, you know, and Notre Dame is special. And, it's probably worth it for these, you know, if they ever, you guys have sure talked about this a million times, but you know, if they ever did go to a conference full time, you know, what that would mean and they bring great value. And so I think for now, in my opinion, and you're closer to it, so maybe uh, you could shed light on it. I think they're going to stay independent for at least the next few years um, because they can, I don't think they need to necessarily join a conference. Maybe at some point they will, uh, but not yet. Yeah. It's interesting because Throughout the course of the season, we always talk to a beat writer from whoever Notre Dame is playing and that kind of thing. So I've talked to different guys from around the country, and it's uh, all these people are are convinced that it's you know it's Notre Dame's going to be in the Big Ten within the next three to four years, and that you know the 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 biggest thing one was the expansion of the playoff field. They've got greater access to the to the playoff now with a twelve team field within the next couple of years. But part two is this TV contract and Jack Swarbrick, the athletic director has been pretty steadfast with that. So I, I think the, the biggest question is they're not going to get a hundred million dollars like the big 10 and the sec are getting per year, but how close at least to that number yep. can they get to make it worth their while, you know, to allow them to stay independent going forward? Yeah, I think they probably come pretty close. I mean, I yeah. would be surprised if they can't, I mean, you know, obviously football driving the bus there, uh, but you know, again, I don't know the, the reasoning and the intricacies that you guys know about Notre Dame in terms of why they do it, but but in terms of a, attractiveness as uh, for TV, uh, Notre Dame is number one. They're the Cowboys of college football, the Yankees of college football, whatever analogy you want to make. They're the Notre Dame of college football. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, you know, again, that Big Ten primetime package, we started off talking about announcers. I mean, that's next year. There's going to be Big Ten games on NBC a year from now. As of right now, Collinsworth and Garrett, that's the only announcing crew they have. I mean, they're going to have to to come up with uh, some more faces, voices, whatever. You mentioned Jason Benetti. He's on Fox now. Yeah. It, it, it seems like, I don't know, any any early idea on what, what they could do with those boosts? Yeah, no, I think they're trying to figure it out. Um, probably, you know, they're probably working on some things. We'll, we'll try to find, as soon as I know, I'll let you guys know, but I don't right. know exactly. Uh, you know, I think they did like Benetti a lot. So maybe a Benetti type. Uh, they could go after, um, but uh, yeah, that would have been a good hire. You know, they had them doing baseball on Peacock. Right. Uh, and I think if they'd gotten the big 10 deal done a little bit earlier, they might've hired Benetti and he would have been doing the big 10. I don't know why they'd want him for the, for Notre Dame. Um, I think they already were down the road with Collinsworth, but you know, Benetti's better than Collinsworth. Um, and so uh, uh, they could have done that, but yeah, they, they're definitely going to need to add some people. Um, you know, they have Paul Burmeister on staff, but they seem to have not, uh, gone with him uh, when they had the chance. Uh, so I think they'll probably look outside. Yeah. And he was kind of an early one that I think people might, you know, might've thought would slide into that booth. He's filled in before in the past, but obviously they didn't go that direction. I'm also curious if again, with adding the extra game, now you're going to ha- have some Saturdays where you have Notre Dame, big 10 double headers or, yeah. or just big 10 standalone. If a studio show could be maybe in the future, for NBC along the lines of Fox, you know, and you know, their, their big noon kickoff or, or game day, like if they, if they might try to compete with any of that. Yeah. I think the issue they'll run into, I mean, I have to think about say three third. Eh. If those games are starting, do we know if I can't remember if we know if those games are starting at seven 30 or eight, I guess they're probably starting at eight. So you might be able to do something because you've got to figure the CBS three thirty game is done, you know, by seven. So yeah, maybe they do do something uh, where they try to, have a show that makes some sense and, um, you know, and they put some um, resources into that. I'm sure they're going to have something because, I mean, they've got to have a halftime show, uh, but maybe they try to expand out on that. Just to reiterate, you're, you're, uh, you're optimistic about Notre Dame's potential in this next TV contract, and it also sounds like there probably isn't any change coming in the near future in terms of what the booth looks like next year. Yeah, I don't think so. It moves on. Yeah, I don't think so at this point, uh, but it's still fluid. I mean, the season, you know, is just ending the regular season. So you, then you kind of start looking into those type of things. Um, I think they wanted Jack Collinsworth to improve. I think they made that clear to him 
uh, during the uh, season. Uh, and he's a young guy. So, you know, he, right. he does have, he can get better. Um, and, and he has gotten, I think he's been a little better still, again, not full control of the broadcast, which uh, at that level, you kind of expect it's not a learning level 20, you know, even if you're 27, uh, if you get that opportunity at 27, the expectation is you're ready to do it. Uh, and so, you know, they, so that's, um, uh, but I, I think they're, they're well positioned in terms of uh, uh, what they'll be able to get if, if they were to, especially if they open it up and not just look for NBC, if they were to be willing to go to ESPN or CBS or, or Fox or, you know, they, they'd make it work, those networks, um, you know, if, uh, if that opportunity comes. My, my gut is they'll stay at NBC, but, uh, but if they wanted to use some leverage, they, they definitely could, could probably drive the price up a little bit more. If they really wanted to irk Notre Dame fans, I, I saw that you you just had this morning David Shaw, the Stanford former Stanford coach, now is uh, kind of the next hot commodity. They could they could go after David Shaw and put him in the booth next year and have yet another Notre Dame rival in that booth and just yeah. Notre Dame. Fans. Yeah, that, that is kind of weird though, and they do have the rivals in there, right? I right. Mean, I mean, Jason Garrett doesn't fall in that. He went to Princeton, but but uh, Drew Brees, a Purdue guy, it was before Brees. I'm trying to recall. They well, Tony Dungy for a year, and Dungy was okay. good, and he had you know he had no connections. But you've had guys like Pat Hayden in there, you know, former Doug USC Flutie. quarterback. Doug, yeah, Doug Flutie, Boston College, Mayock, Boston College. So yeah. you've got all these Notre Dame rivals who have been in the booth. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder what the Notre Dame ex players think about that. I got a feeling they're like, "Why aren't we, we in?" Like it. I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who would just say, "Jerome Bettis, come on over." Yeah, we'll take that. You know, and that's I mean, as a, as a compromise. If, if you don't just want to have a Notre Dame guy, I realize three-man boost can be kind of clunky sometimes, but just to have a Notre Dame guy and somebody from some other team. Yeah, you could possibly sort of do that. It out. You could do that. Yeah. But then you're paying hey, three people. Then you're paying three people. So I don't know if they want to do that necessarily. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Got to watch those expenses now as well. Andrew Marshan from the New York Post, the sports media columnist, and also the co-host of the Marshan and Oran sports media podcast. It drops every Wednesday morning. So if you're into sports media, especially this time of year, like with going into the off season, now's the time to really start listening even more because all, all the juicy stuff with, with the buildup in, in, for football in the off season and all that kind of good stuff. Andrew, I appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.